eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Silver and Black today. Mo Moten, Scott Branson. We are your guides through the map of Raider Nation, and of course, as we enter camp, the veterans showed up, the rookies are there, they're ready to go, and we are too, and today, we continue our training camp position breakdown, and that today, we turn to the role of wide receiver, and apparently, Mo, uh, the Raiders traded for and got some pretty good wide receiver, I think he wears number 17, Devontae Adams. It's really interesting, we're just going to start with him, and then we'll dive into some of the question marks we have around other players on this Raiders team playing the wideout role. But Devontae Adams, there's we you mentioned several times, I should say, that, look, you can't expect him to have as many receptions as he had in Green Bay where he was the primary target. Now on the Raiders, you have Darren Wall, you have Hunter Renfro, and some of the other guys we'll get into. I'm starting to see national media, actually, and it's really surprising to me, talk about how Devontae Adams just won't do as well as he did in Green Bay with the Raiders. Is that something we can dispel or is that just natural progression because he played with a future hall of famer in Aaron Rodgers in green Bay? Let's call for what it is. The knee doesn't give Derek Carr as much respect as Aaron Rodgers, And you would understand that Aaron Rodgers has won a super bowl. Aaron Rodgers is one of the top quarterbacks in this league. So when you look at it, going from Rodgers to Carr, they're going to expect the drop off because of the quality of the quarterback. But I will say they're right for the wrong reasons. I'm not saying that, Devontae won't do so because Derek Carr isn't just that isn't that good. I'm saying that because, as I said in a previous show, he didn't have a number two guy, a pass catcher behind him in Green Bay, as he will in Las Vegas. In Green Bay, uh, it was De- it was Devontae Adams or, or Bust in the passing game. In Las Vegas, he's going to have to share targets with Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Those two guys can take over a football game. I think the Raiders' rushing attack will be a lot better. So it is not it's not going to be all about Devontae. In the passing game or just that offense they're gonna Derek Carr is gonna spread the ball around as he's done Devontae will be the top target but again he's gonna have to share a lot of that with his with his teammates yeah no doubt obviously more bodies there and some talented uh players as well and we're gonna get into the players but I want to start at the very top Mo and that is with the overall wide receiver room of course we talk about Devontae Adams and we and everybody loves Hunter Renfro uh, the GOAT, as he is known, of course, in these parts. But when you look at that room and you and the totality of it, what's the strengths and the weaknesses when it comes to 
the positions they need to fill from you got wide receiver one, you got Hunter in the slot, but then at, at wide receiver two and three, it's kind of a toss up with some veterans and some younger guys. What's the strengths and weaknesses? Well, I think it's very simple. The, sh the strength is very clear, the route running. Between Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams, those two guys are going to put on a clinic. Watch Devontae Adams get off of the line of scrimmage. That's how he frees himself. He doesn't do it with speed. Of course, he's a bigger wide receiver, but he's really good at getting off, at, off the line of scrimmage. His release is great. That's what opens him up downfield. Hunter Renfro, as we all know, he'll put a defender in a blender. So those two guys, <laughs> those two guys are going to break some ankles. The weakness is the Raiders don't have that speed guy. And I think that that guy is probably going to be in the back end of the roster. Um, Tyron Johnson's a guy I look at to get the maybe the wide receiver five or six spot. Brings a lot of vertical speed. The Raiders don't have the speed, but they have the route running to make up for it. Yeah, no, those are those are some some concerns that I have as well. And then you look to um, uh, some of the veterans. I mean, you talked about uh, in previous shows, De Demarcus Robinson comes over, uh, and he's got some skill set. You know uh, what he did in Kansas City. But how does he fit into this offense? What can we expect from him? He's on the depth chart right now at, at wide receiver, too. And I think that's because he is the veteran and they went out and signed him. But is this a guy that you think will contribute? Or is it sort of an unknown with where he's at in his career? It's a bit of an unknown. I originally had him as being the third wide receiver through wide receiver sets. But I think that's going to be actually Keelan, Keelan Cole because he's more of a big play receiver than Demarcus Robinson is. Marcus Robinson, if Raiders fans remember him, he torched the Raiders' defense in 2019 in Week 2. I believe six catches for 170-something yards and two touchdowns. But that, that was an anomaly. Uh, it's not, again, not a big play receiver. He can move the chains, but not explosive. Doesn't stand out in any particular way. And that's why I think he'll be wide receiver four or five. I think he could make the roster. I wouldn't be surprised if he's cut. But I, I think he he falls behind Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Keelan Cole. What about Max Hollins, another guy uh, that they brought in? Special teams guy with the Dolphins. He did have four touchdown grabs last year with the team. He's a bigger bite. I believe he's about 6'4", 221. I think he'll be a factor in the red zone. When, when Derek Hart doesn't go to uh, Devonta Adams, he can go to Max Hollins. He will kind of remind, his role will kind of remind me of an Andre Holmes. The Raider fans remember Andre Holmes, bigger receiver that you look for inside the 20-yard line. Okay, so let's let's dive into the slot machine a little bit. So Hunter Renfro, of course, uh, just had had a phenomenal year last year. But just like you were talking about with Devonte Adams coming over from Green Bay, Hunter Renfro shouldn't have to catch as many balls. His role will change a little bit. Of course, in Josh McDaniel's system, that slot receiver uh, is an important one. But I would expect his receptions to go down. What do you what do you think is going to be a challenge for him? Uh, is it going to be just the lack of that? Now, I, we all know he's an unselfish player. He wants to win. He doesn't care if he gets one catch or 100 catches. Uh, but what about Hunter Renfro should fans maybe think about this year? Because I think they're going to look for him to, to catch a bunch of touchdowns, catch a bunch of balls, and that's not necessarily going to be his role. Yeah, I want Raiders fans to listen to me carefully in this one because I'm, I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like I'm doubting Hunter Renfro. But a lot of people are assuming he's going to go off because they look at Julian Edelman. And they say, well, look, he's going to have the Julian Edelman role. He's going to go off for 1,200 yards. You know, he's going to be that guy in the offense. And I'll say pump the brakes, as you just said. Remember, the Patriots didn't have what the Raiders have right now. They got a number one in Devontae Adams, and they have one of the top pass-catching tight ends in Darren Waller. So he's – and sometimes he's going to be the third option. So I don't see a 1,000-yard season from Hunter Renfro. He's going to be productive. I'll give him maybe eight, 900 yards 
Uh, he'll, he'll get some touchdowns. He's still going to be third in Renfro. Derek Carr will still look for him on third downs and in critical situations. But to, but to think he's going to rack up all of these yards because Julian Edelman did it in the slot, it's kind of, I would say it's fool's goal because Darren Waller and, and Devontae as between those two guys, those guys can get 10 targets in the game, 10, 12, maybe 14 targets in the game. They both take over an offense. So Hunter Renfro will still be effective, but I just don't expect his numbers to go up as a lot of people think it will. So, Mo, let me ask you this question. If Keelan Cole or one of the other players, Tyron Johnson, who you talked about liking, if one of those guys really doesn't step up significantly into the wide receiver three role, uh, what do you do there? What What do the Raiders do? Because that's been an issue. They've, they've, they've lacked depth at that position. Now, of course, yeah, I know you have Devontae Adams and you have Hunter Renfro, but you still need that other guy. What do they do in that case? We're going to get into this further later in the show, but that's when you incorporate Foster Moreau. That's when you incorporate your pass catching running backs, Brandon Bolin and Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake, great at catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he'll be involved as a pass catcher a lot in this offense. So if your top two guys aren't hitting or if guys are injured, maybe your top two guys are nicked up a bit, then you turn to your backup tight end. You turn to your running backs to catch out of the backfield. And I think that, that's, the, that's the secret to the Raiders offense, that they, they can attack you in so many ways. They don't have to go to Devontae Adams. They don't have to go to Hunter Renfro. They can get, to the, get it to their running backs. They can get it to their backup tight end. Jacob Hollister, I think, is a name that people should talk about a lot more because he had a couple of productive years in Seattle. So watch out for him as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and we're going to get into the tight ends a little more in uh, in the next part of the show after the next break. But, Mo, here's the other question. I know we've mentioned it a few times over the last few weeks here on Silver and Black today, and that is... You have all of these players, including Devontae Adams. I don't care if him and Derek Carr, uh, you know, are, are living next to each other and have breakfast together every morning. You still have to get into that rhythm that a quarterback and a receiver get into. Now, clearly, Darren Waller uh, and Carr have that. Hunter Renfro and Carr have that. But now you have the supporting cast, um, and, and they now have to get into this rhythm with their quarterback. As we know, it's important as the sirens of New York City – uh, drowning mm-hmm. a little bit there, but uh, but yeah. So so how do you how do you think of that? Because the preseason isn't like the preseason thirty years ago, where these guys actually play. It's all going to be practice field, and then when you get to game time, we're not going to really see that until week one. Yeah, whenever you talk about the Raiders' offense, the sirens are going to go off. It happened to me in a previous <laughs> show. That's just how it is. That's how hot the Raiders' offense is going to be this year. But uh, getting to the subject at hand. I, with this offense, as I said, there are just so many weapons to look at, and I, and I think Josh McDaniels would use that effectively. And I'm not too worried about stagnation. I think the Rays are going to put up a lot a lot of points this year. Uh, between between Devontae Adams, who we just mentioned, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, the running backs, I, I think the Raiders are, are in good hands. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. But Derek Carr has got to be the guy. He's got to be the dealer at, at, a, at, a, at the blackjack table. He's got to be able to deal the ball and distribute. And if he does that, They'll be very, very hard to defend. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun to watch. And that's, I mean, that's what camp's all about, right? See these guys compete, especially some of those young bucks uh, and some of the, the veteran players that they brought in on, on free agent deals is to really, see them play a little bit. Really quick comment, though, too, about 
Devonta Adams and Derek Carr and their connection. I'm I'm not too worried about them either because they've been working out in off seasons together. Derek Carr also said his connection with Devonta Adams would be like riding a bike. So I, I have no worries there. But if you look at Derek Carr's history, when Crabtree came along, he immediately clicked with Crabtree. When Mark Cooper was drafted out of Alabama as a rookie, he was effective as a rookie. So those both those guys, I believe, had over 900 receiving yards in their first year as Raiders with Derek Carr. So if those guys can get it over 900 and over 1,000, Devonta Adams should be able to do it too. Is this offense, I know we just we're, we were talking about some of the weaknesses and obviously the strengths here, which which are many, um, but there's a lot there's a lot of folks who are, I think, not giving the Raiders a lot of chance to come out of that stacked uh, AFC West. Um, and, and I understand it to a certain degree because you got to prove it out on the field, right? But until that time, uh, what's your what's your take on kind of the national chatter around this team as they head into camp? Here's an interesting take. I, I think a lot of the national writers, and I'm one, I'm a national writer, so I get it. But I think they're carrying over what the Raiders were three, four years ago. It, it almost seems like the national writers are saying, yeah, the Raiders got Devonta Adams, they got Chandler Jones, but somehow, some way, they're going to screw it up. And I think when you're not mm. totally plugged into a team and you're not covering a team day to day like I do, then you don't understand that this team has made strides and they're, and they're a different team than they were three, four, five years ago. This is a team that's just not going to crap the bet on themselves, even with the pieces in place. I think with Josh McDaniels being in there and paying attention to details, it's going to help the Raiders get rid of that image that these are the same old bumbling, stumbling Raiders of the, of the past. Yeah, no, I would agree with that too. And I think it's funny, you had an interaction with, with a reader online about Josh McDaniels. What if the Raiders don't make the playoffs, which is a distinct possibility. You just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and your point and his point was, well, do they, do they have them walk the plank? And you're like, after a year, like, yeah. is that where we've gotten to? And, and I'm not criticizing the fan. I understand the mm. question. It was a fine question, yep. but the idea that you're going to bring a guy in who's won six Super Bowls, give him one year and things don't maybe you don't get to the playoffs or don't go as far as you want and you get rid of them. That's been the problem for the Raiders. It's about stability now. Yeah, shout out to the person that sort of who asked that question, because I'm sure he's not the only person who had that question, because right. there's a lot of, within the Raider fan base, there's a lot of hype saying, okay, you brought in stars, Chandler Jones, Devontae Andrews, then Derek Carr, you extend Hunter Renfrew, extend Max Crosby, Denzel Perryman, Darren Waller might get extensions. Okay, so we're in win-now mode. This is a win-now window. What if they're a big disappointment? And it could, as you said, it could happen, because you're in a tough division. But you don't throw the baby in the bathwater out after one year. You you put it together. You at least know you got some great pieces in place. You don't want to go back into a cycle of instability because that's what got the Raiders into a mess in the mid 2000s. So you don't want to you don't want to just have guys in uh, coaching staffs and general managers in and out. You want to provide some stability because that's been the criticism around Derek Carr. Oh, how many coordinators has he had since he's been league? How many head coaches has he had? The Raiders haven't been a stable franchise. Well, after even after a disappointing year. You don't throw those guys out. You keep it in place because they do have the pieces in place to succeed. Absolutely. All right. We are going to step aside for our last break. When we come back, Mo and I are going to talk about tight ends. And, yes, we know about Darren Waller. But my big question and where I really want to dive, uh, dive deep with Mo is on Foster Moreau. How good can he be? Are we going to find out with more two tight end sets with Josh McDaniel's offense? Does that mean we're going to see more of him? We're going to ask all those questions. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, please. I appreciate that. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, give us a five-star rating. Uh, we also would love you to do that for us, Raider Nation. So thanks for listening. When we come back, tight ends here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast.